Okay. Good uh, start. Yep. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna kick this thing off. Uh, Let's see it. Welcome back, everyone, to Film vs. Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode nine. Nine. Yep. Yes. Today Number we talk nine. about. Yes, today we talk about uh, a topic that I have been longing for since we started doing this. I have as well. Jesse as well. (laughs) Today, we talk about James Cameron. Not just James Cameron, but is he a filmmaker or just a giant douche? That's the topic for today. <laughs> it's a really good question, honestly. It's, it's a really good question. <laughs> One that I find myself plagued by. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's jump into this thing. Um, so, like like I said before, uh, we've been wanting to talk about James Cameron for a long time. At least I have, and probably Jesse as well. Yeah, yeah I think we is a really strong statement, because I feel like <laughs> half of this podcast has been really just avoiding this episode. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but Carly is not a big James Cameron fan. Uh, Which, for the point of our podcast, is totally okay. Yeah, which is totally cool. It's not just that I'm not a James Cameron fan. I'm not a James Cameron fan, and I don't necessarily want to put all of my bullshit onto people that like James Cameron, because it's okay to like James Cameron, and I feel bad for being so mad about how much I hate a lot of his movies. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine. fine. We're allowed to like him, or wherever we decide to go by the end of this episode, because I'm still up in the air, to be honest, and you're allowed to totally dislike him. Yeah. I am I so when we like first like pitched the the, the title for this podcast uh, like last week or whatever mm-hmm. it was I was like oh yeah he's totally a filmmaker but like I, <laughs> I've been doing like <laughs> some mild research on James Cameron because I was like oh okay I'll just you know talk to excuse me you're only putting mild research into this podcast no extensive <laughs> no no, <laughs> he no, was no. Trying I was to not, I was making a know. point that I. Uh, I was doing some mild research and was already like, oh, maybe he is just a giant douche. <laughs> yeah, very, pretty much dipped the toe in the water. Yeah, like, <laughs> Wait a oh, second. Maybe he is just a giant douche. Yeah, I for a long time have stood by, well, like, Titanic is one of my favorite movies of all time, so obviously he's a filmmaker. But yeah. then literally, you know, it was like, let me pull up a quick article. Oh. 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 Every time this motherfucker (laughs) opens his mouth, it's like, I need to find him so I can put my entire foot inside of his (laughs) mouth. Oh my God. My dislike from James Cameron really is almost nothing to do with James Cameron, but everything to do with the year Avatar came out Mm -hmm. and who I am as a person. Every single person was telling me, no. You have to see Avatar. Even though I was like, oh, I'm not really interested. Inter- they would interrupt me. No, you have to see Avatar. And I'd yeah, be like, do yeah. you want to fucking bet? <laughs> I have to see Avatar. Actually, Crystal and I, my cousin Crystal and I, made a, a, a blood pact okay. to never see Avatar because we both were like, fuck <laughs> that movie. And then I went away for a vacation and I came back and Crystal's mom threw her under the bus and was like, Crystal watched Avatar like four times while you were gone. Oh, no. Uh, she loved it. She fucking loved it. And so... You have to watch it. I love it. I know. I was like... Crystal was genuinely pissed at her mom. Yeah. I was so offended. <laughs> but 
I that's why I hate James Cameron is because well part one part B is very part two <laughs> part is very one of why James part, Cameron fucking sucks. <laughs> part two is I also worked at the worst place in the world in an electronics department at uh, the the release the the DVD release of um, Avatar and that motherfucker released Avatar like four different times. So I not only refused oh, to that's watch Avatar, thing. I had to stock and reset like. Every other month, a whole new fucking Avatar release set up. And I was like, it was like salting the goddamn wound of this movie I wouldn't fucking watch. And I was like, I'm like setting up an end cap and I'm like, why are we putting fucking Avatar out here again? And it's like the new special edition 3D. There's three extra minutes of movie here. And I was like, what the fuck? I have to jump in because uh, funny that you mentioned that I happened to work at the movie theater the year that it oh, came man. out. Yeah. And oh my my god like exactly what you said there was like a new fucking version a new like, five minutes released yeah. every and like everyone had to rush in and it was like this brand new 3d technology and it was like insane mm-hmm. and i never like made a pact to not watch it but i just i just was like ugh, it doesn't look good to me yeah. and when i finally did watch it i fell asleep Really? <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a real honest chance. And I watched it like by myself because first time I was like with a bunch of people. Um, and I was like, oh, man, I just I really am missing the songs. And my fam- my mom was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting for the colors of the wind. To oh, start. my God. <laughs> and then I fell asleep again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all honesty, I would have watched that movie if if so many people had not told me I had to do something. The quickest way to get me to not fucking do something is to tell me I have to do it. Because, watch me, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. The the overhype is definitely real. The overhype, God. Oh, well, like, my experience with Avatar was so weird for how much I don't like James Cameron. Because when I originally saw it, I, I saw it early, so I didn't have a whole bunch of the hype. And then... I saw it in IMAX 3D, and that movie fucking blew my mind on a level I did not expect. And then I was like, oh, I got to see this movie again. This movie is incredible. I watched it in 2D, and I was like, this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, how did I have two such drastic different experiences? Like, I cried the first time I saw Avatar in IMAX 3D because it was like, Pandora is real. I can reach out and touch these little things. But I wasn't paying attention to any (laughs) modicum of the story because everything was bright in colors. I turned into a toddler. There was a whole bunch of bright, flashing, fun (laughs) colors. And I was like, I love it. And then I went and I had to listen to the story and it sucked asshole because he's a terrible writer. (laughs) That's a totally fair point because I think people were unable to just say like, you have to see this because the like, the visuals visuals are incredible. Again, I probably wouldn't have gone and seen it. He's always been a pioneer for visual effects, but motherfucker can't uh, write for shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's so that's like a point that I was going to make is that he, James Cameron is known for the spectacle like he is mm-hmm. he is like the, the epitome of the <laughs> spectacle director where like every movie he works on has to be this big grand scale production production blow your mind the amount of work and detail that went into this is just outlandish you know and like so i mean he did, he's done on all of them like 
Terminator, Terminator 2, uh, Aliens was a humongous production. Titanic, yeah. like you were talking about. Titanic was insane. The motherfucker they, built, like, the built, Titanic. Yeah, they built know. half of, they said more than half of the sh- yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, they built, like, a full-scale fucking boat in, the, in a back lot somewhere, yeah. you know? And so, like I said, like, that is what he's known for. And so, now that he's kind of, like, making a pivot, like, kind of like what Carly, like, what you're saying is, like, moving towards special effects because back in the 80s and 90s practical effects was you know like the the, the, the go-to yeah the go-to and so like he would he took practical effects to like it's basically it, to as far as it could go and then now he's like made a pivot to special effects and he's trying to treat it as the same thing but it like it really comes off as like just this it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate the same, yeah. I will say, like, that's, you know, one of the redeeming qualities I thought of, of Avatar was I was fascinated at the time with, like, the technology, and it was that motion tracking technology, which is, I mean, now, 10 years later, super commonly used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was really cool. It was really groundbreaking. And so when they always talked about how they made it, it was so cool to see. Uh, but, and and I always thought, like, that was really to, the, to his core, the, like, the good... Um, I don't know the word I'm trying to think of, like where his filmmaker-ness shined was his production value. But I do think the first time I he really fell in my eyes was when Avatar started winning all these awards. And they were like, Avatar's winning and getting more nominations than your last big hit, which was Titanic. And he was like, yeah, it's about time we squash those like assholes. And I, which he was joking about himself. But I was like, cut to oh. the gut. <laughs> I was just like, so I love much. That movie. I'm actually looking at this list of Go James Cameron it. movies here, and I'm realizing I have not seen like any. <laughs> I have seen probably 27 minutes of Terminator. <laughs> I have seen about 40 minutes of Aliens, and ah, then I the <laughs> I saw not I okay. So I saw a five minute clip with Crystal of a floating dead child. Then in high school, I saw a seven-minute clip of naked Kate Winslet with oh, Hannah because she was... I was like, what movie are you talking about? Because she was I talking so about many. how Titanic is almost... She was such a little more Mormon at that time. Titanic was like almost free porn. Then when I was 20, 21, maybe I watched Titanic for the first time in my entire life. Did you cry? Did I know no. that? Um, you didn't crazy. cry in Titanic? No. Oh. Um, I still cry. Actually, no, time. maybe I did oh. because there was like a lot of dead people. Oh. But I remember. I did cry at Titanic. When oh. Titanic came out, uh, I was like. Ice Queen. <laughs> I wanted to see it. Sob. <laughs> Jesse and I, this movie. is the conversation that we have had is we both wanted to see it as children, and this is like kind oh, of the difference yeah. in our moms. Is my mom went and saw it and was like, You don't want to see it. There's dead babies <laughs> floating in the water. Jesus. That's right. And my mom Seriously. went and previewed it and thought, Yeah, I think a seven year old yeah. could see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had Titanic in my head as yeah. like, I was so scared to see dead floating children and babies that I avoided it forever also my mom always admits like she would have locked me outside and given me drugs because i was so hyper so i didn't ever watch any of like the classic movies that everyone saw growing up and titanic was one of those on the list Mm. yeah it really was so i've seen one and three-fourths of a james cameron movie together if you put them all together yeah i was actually surprised because i looked through his filmography also because i was like oh this guy's made so many iconic movies and i went through the list and it's like uh, he, doesn't, he hasn't made that many movies, honestly. He actually, like, yeah. He knows his niche, and yeah. it's he's he latched like, onto a couple of things. Like, there's, I don't know how many we decided Terminator sequels. There's 
been Sam, and yeah. he makes like a giant um, movie like every Aliens five years or has you know been this huge continuation and then there's like I think five planned avatars oh, which yeah. we'll see if that ever happens at, at this least, point but at <laughs> least five but it's like he and gets a these theme park a couple things I God don't even talk to me about that <laughs> um, like a couple he gets these you know little hits and it's like all right I'm just gonna stretch this for as long as I possibly can yeah here we go okay. So, I also would like to say I don't know if any of the things that I've seen are films. Circle it back around. Interesting. I mean, you know oh. that I'm going to always girl. feel like Titanic is a film. I okay, so let's let's get into it. So we've we've all mad dogged James Cameron. I'm sure there'll be some more mad dogging here <laughs> yeah. by the end of this episode. But let, let me talk also, about Also, who has two first names? Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> There's a song about it. Lots of people. <laughs> That's the one you're going to go with? Who's <laughs> got two first names? Fuck that guy. <laughs> yes, that's the one. That's the mega burn right there on James Cameron. Can't change your name. Well, you can, but Ooh. we all know. So <laughs> Only you super, uh, super can. <laughs> totally allowed to do that. Uh, okay, so... What I was going to say. So, initially, when I like visited this episode, uh, like, some of the things that I thought made James Cameron a filmmaker were his, like, filmmaking ability. Because this motherfucker can, like, straight up manage a production like nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? For sure. He's a hell of a craftsman. Hell of a craftsman. And uh, so, like, there's, like, uh, I don't know a lot about uh, Terminator. Um, He's, like, said a bunch of stuff. But, you know, it's, like, it's one of those things where you really can't take the director's word for, like, what he intended or what he, like... Oh, I was only doing this so that I could make my next movie. Because, you know, the next movie was obviously the bigger movie, mm-hmm. Aliens, mm-hmm. right? So he says a lot of shit all about, a like, sequel. how... Yeah, he says a lot of shit about, like, how Terminator, the first Terminator that he made, was, like, really just a test run so that he could test uh, what he was going to do on yeah. Aliens, right? He's, like, constantly plugging himself and, like, yeah, patting yeah, himself yeah. on the no, back, That's too. his thing. <laughs> yeah, constantly, but... What I will say is that there was uh, some really incredible uh, like effects. Uh, I thought the story in Aliens was was really really well done. I know Carly, you say that he's a shit story writer, but uh, I just thought it was really good. It was like it was. No, it I think was, Aliens is good. I think I'm okay. I'm willing to concede Aliens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just like I said. It was really well crafted. He took that character uh, Ellen Ripley and like really built her up into mm-hmm. this like badass uh, like war hero who's not a war hero you know what I'm saying like she's just a a pilot for like a private company Mm -hmm. Um, but by the end of that movie like you feel like she's leading the fucking space marines oh yeah she's like a hero yeah 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 it's really cool Um, so like I said so that she could hand him to David Fincher and die yeah 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 exactly (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Uh, but uh, so on that set uh, of Aliens I think they made it at Pinewood Studios that motherfucker. They sure did. They did? Okay, yeah. That Damn. On a budget of $18 million. $18 million Ooh. in 1987? I, I don't no have one that. has IMDb open right now. Pay, uh, it's Wikipedia, thank you. Oh, well, yeah. I'm I actually Trevor's pulling that. I just want you to know. Trevor is pulling that out of his mind, and I am just confirming. She's fact checking. Okay, so, yeah, so he made it at Pinewood Studios in the 80s. I can't remember exactly when Aliens came out. I don't want to misquote myself, but. Uh, so while you clothe myself, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm really just that doing doesn't this sound as like a Trevor Richards. Just getting into the James Cameron episode. spirit right. here. Yeah. So he is like a young director, and he's working with like an English uh, workers' union over there, and they fucking hate him. Like I was watching all the special features. Like just about every interview talks about how they're like, 
well, and you know, they all got to smooth it over at the end because right. they don't want to get bad PR. But like, it's all about how like they're like, oh, you know, he had a lot of really bold ideas, and we just. You know, I mean, it, it all worked out in the end, and we really saw, like, that he knew what he was doing. But they, like, they talk about, like... After we saw the final product, exactly. yeah. <laughs> they talk about scenes where they were, like, the crew was constantly fighting him on every decision he was making. Like, there's that uh, face hugger scene where the things are, like, crawling around in the room trying to get Ripley and uh, Newt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, a, a practical effect that he did where um, he had he played it in reverse so that the uh, face hugger could jump out of frame. And uh, everyone on set goes, that's not going to fucking work, James. That's not going to work because there's water dripping from the ceiling. So that's going to go in reverse. And he, James Cameron's like, dude, there's so much water in here. No one's going to notice. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like the tiniest raindrops. And so uh, just like, like shit like that, you know, and like I said, obviously it stayed in the movie and it was not a problem. Mm-hmm. So, but it was like every scene, every effect, he got fought on, on all of it. And, and still it came out with an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, the guy's pretty impressive. There's, I mean, there's other stuff well, from like, other movies. To that point, um, what I would say is not not to, you know, uh, endorse a hostile work environment, but I think that was really the last time he really was checked because Aliens got really good, and then everyone was like, oh my God, this guy's a fucking genius. And he's like, you're right, I'm a fucking genius. And then he didn't listen <laughs> to anyone ever again, and then everything just got progressively more unhinged and worse. Yeah, So. Yeah. Like, granted, it sucks that he got treated like that. No one should ever get treated like that. Well, but yeah. at the same time, he made good work because people, like, he had to really fight for shit. He wasn't just like, yeah, fuck it. We'll put 20,000 giant blue people in it. No one's going <laughs> to yeah. notice that the story's bad. Yeah. 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 At the same time, I mean, you <laughs> think, like, yeah, he's he's done some really great stuff, but... Whatever happened along the way, Carly, like you were saying, now he's got a big-ass head, and no one's kind of really willing to, to... And it's like, at the same time, there have also been plenty of good filmmakers who didn't have to be totally old, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. He, def- he definitely That's suffers. That's exactly it. Yeah, he definitely suffers from what I like to call the George Lucas effect. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, where he has made movies that have made a lot of money in the past, and now he's gotten to a point, like, at some point, there was he became this, like, iconic, unquestionable uh, movie maker. And that's the same thing that happened with George Lucas. And so when he went back to make the prequels, Star Wars, everyone said, you do whatever you want, George, whatever you want. You make perfect genius. You you. want fucking Jar Jar Binks, you make make Jar Jar Binks. Hold on, I want to step in on that right there, though, because in a way, I think all filmmakers on set, to a safety and certain extent, mm. should not be questioned, because that's usually really... Actually, that's like my least favorite thing, is if we go through all of the pre-production on something, mm-hmm. we go through all the runs, and then we get to set, and then people are fighting it. It's mm-hmm. like, where the fuck have you been Yeah, before this? Right. So it's like, I don't... I think at a certain extent, you sh- you need to stop asking questions and you need to support as long as it's, like, a, not a safety thing yeah, um, or, like, a, yeah. a harassment thing. Right. But, you know, yes, they should be questioned at the appropriate times. That's no, what I'm saying. Good it's point, like, yeah. it, but in, even in pre-production, George Lucas was never questioned on anything he did. Like, yeah, no, I would definitely... That's the time. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And, like, he got to no, a point they where... They gave Georgie Boy free reigns. Yeah. <laughs> but James Cameron also had free reigns for, like, all the 17 Terminators after this. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm also wondering how many drafts Avatar actually went through. Let's give yes. that a go. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it reads like a first draft. He claims that he came up with it when he was 19, and he's been yeah, writing it this whole time. Yeah, he's been working forever, yeah. 
and this was like his long-term dream. Does not make it like, I will say, I will say, yeah, one of my, one of my saddest moments of my life was when Oprah was like, it's brilliant. It's so unique. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're fucking honey. disappointed in you, no. Oprah. I mean, we still love Oprah. Like, I would literally tattoo her on my back. There's like Abby, but um, thank you. <laughs> but that was a moment where I was like, no, honey. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like I so said, we can, we can, everyone, everyone. Obviously, I think Avatar is the easy target. Like, right. Obviously, that's like the turning point where it's like, okay, James Cameron's kind of making some shit. What's this? You know. <laughs> Um, and I think I was the only one of the four of us. I went and saw Alita Battle Angel, um, it w- it, which was directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez. But written. Written and produced by James Cameron. Right. Um, and I definitely saw the, you could see the formula for, like the formula the, for script writing that James Cameron always does. Like Titanic, you know what I'm saying? Like we mm-hmm. talk about how Titanic was amazing and all this other stuff. Uh, it's almost the exact same formula where Idea. there's like a uh, kitschy love, love story, intro, yeah. kitschy love story to back up your, to anchor your action film. Right. And it does not play at all. Like you can just kind of see how it's like he's just kind of out of steam with mm-hmm. that like that breakdown of a script. Avatar's the same way, you know what I'm saying? It's like a, a fucking shitty love story yeah. that anchors this like big action planet scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's like that's all he's writing anymore. Right. And it's like. Maybe you should just stop writing, James Cameron. Yeah, well, it's like he gets these ideas of, like, how... It feels like how he can use, like, a cool effect or something. Yeah, And then he's like, I'll just slap, you know, another one of these together. Because, I mean, and and it didn't call to me, like, when I first saw the trailers for Alita, like, just the whole look of it to me was like, "Mm, I'm not going to enjoy that. But I'm sure to him he was like, this is going to be so cool, you know? Um, just like that, actually. So he talks to himself, so... Um, and I was saying but it's going to be just another Terminator situation where after Alita doesn't do as well mm-hmm. that when Avatar 2 comes out, he's going to be like, well, Alita was just a test run yeah, exactly. for yeah. Avatar 2. We'll so see. I could test the new. Yeah, the see, new and I was tech. saying that before I even went and saw it. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. sure this is just going to be this is him like testing out new motion capture techniques mm. to still really be groundbreaking stuff. And right. like I said, I mean, to its credit, the, there is some really incredible motion capture in that movie. But like Jesse was saying, we've seen it over and over and over now. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon for motion capture anymore. And so it's not really like something that is like blowing my mind. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's CGI and these motherfuckers run around in little gray suits with white dots on them. You yeah. know, it's like, I, I know how it's made. Yeah, know? like we, we get it now. I do think like the, the idea of motion capture translates really well to the video game world. Yes, yes. But I think it gets lost on the film world because we're looking for that that re- realism yeah, I guess you want magic. versus yeah, yeah versus in the video games it's like okay I know this is like not real and you're not looking for it to be like yeah and it's that. well and the difference is in the video know. games uh, when you see that realistic movement and realistic act- acting it becomes immersive more mm-hmm. than anything else mm-hmm. whereas like like I said, to well, me and then the whole world is generated yeah exactly you know you know the that movies this is, the whole world isn't generated yeah, 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 and that's right. and that's the difference is you you want to be like taken to a magical world mm-hmm. when you watch a movie. When you're playing a video game, you want to be in the video game. Yeah, yeah. He also was in the <laughs> Mad About You finale in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, nice. he's played himself oh. a few times. Nice. Okay, so there's but, that uh, deep diving. <laughs> okay. I also Deep. love if you look at his fucking documentary titles, they're all just him jacking off to his Titanic? own movies. Oh, yeah. Oh. For sure, for Je- sure. So listen, Jesse had this amazing deep. quote. Ghosts of the Abyss. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesse had this amazing, like, she looked up an article and she was talking about it right before we started recording. And yeah. I really, you got to talk about it. It's so insane. it's just, I mean, and this is maybe a good spot to, like, wrap it all up. Because we are talking, you know, is this guy really a filmmaker? Or is this guy... Just a giant just douche. Just a giant douche. So, you know, again... Trevor and I dipping our toes into the research on this guy. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know, how do we really feel about this guy? And and it plays perfectly into what you've been saying about him just constantly plugging his next thing. Yeah, man. And so I look up and it's this article from The Independent, which is a UK, uh, I don't know, kind of trash, whatever, blog. But it's kind of fun. So um, he made a comment about Aquaman, which, as we all know, Aquaman used a lot of CGI and they sure uh, tried. They sure tried. <laughs> and it's a superhero movie. It's supposed to be good fun. Um, and James Cameron just he he said, "Well, I can enjoy that film. I don't resonate it because it doesn't look real." <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time he goes on to talk about like his biggest issue was like there's all these people swimming and there's all this underwater work and he's worked for thousands of hours underwater and these people didn't even kick these people don't kick their legs (laughs) they don't kick their legs like what are they doing oh my god (laughs) and so (laughs) at the very end he says i enjoyed the film but I couldn't have made that movie. We're doing a lot of underwater in the Avatar sequels, and it's going to have such a different feel. Oh, man. <laughs> wank, so, wank, 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 wank. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't talked about me in about 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. I would like to say maybe the answer is James Cameron, filmmaker to some, pompous douchebag to everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did the exact same thing with Wonder Woman. Before he fucking put his foot in his mouth for Aquaman, when Wonder Woman came out, he was like, Wonder Woman's just a real step back for all of women. Um, and then he went on to fucking dunk on how Wonder Woman was so bad for women. Then he was like, my hero, Sarah Connor. She was a defeating icon. And I was like, fuck you. She's in the tiniest tank top. She's covered in sweat, but still has her eyeliner on. So fuck off. She looks great. He also married that woman right afterwards, so sure. He's married a lot of women and also divorced a lot of women, so... (laughs) Married a lot of successful women, tortured them, and then set them free. Actually, the year that Catherine Bigelow won the Oscar over James Cameron was the best year of my life, and I didn't even see that fucking movie, but I was so elated that he did not win, and <laughs> she did. Yes. Yeah, it was it was a win for she all She fucking womankind, stared right at him, and whoever was editing that broadcast fucking had it on point, because they cut to him immediately, <laughs> and he had the most sourpuss fucking face on, and it was like, yes, Catherine! It was, it was honestly brilliant, and I'm so happy. I think she stands to be the only female director to win that Oscar yeah, too. I think so, she is. Um, yeah, that was a win for all of us. It really was. James Cameron haters and womankind. So, real quick then, you, what is your James Cameron film? If you give them a film. I know Jesse has... I think I've heard about hers, but... Okay, once. <laughs> you probably guess. I mentioned it once or twice. Uh, okay, so yours is Titanic. Mine, I go back and forth between... Oh, I wanted to talk about Terminator 2. But that'll be another that'll be another episode. Oh, it's so good. Okay, <laughs> uh, then I'll say I'll say Terminator Two. Even though Aliens is amazing, I'll say Terminator Two yeah. is my is my James Cameron film. Aliens is amazing. I thought about this a lot, and it's none. That's fair. Wow. Okay. Powerful stuff. Thank yeah. you. Boosh. Trick question, bitches. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my heart palpitated a little bit. Carly, <laughs> I, Carly, I would love to hear yours. 
I mean, I'm very close to, oh, well, my definitive answer is none. But if I gun to my head, giant pole arm to my head, I would say T2. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, just I like Terminator. There's like, I just okay, think Trevor. he's the worst fucking person on this earth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard. It, you, 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 the takeaway outside of, you know, maybe a filmmaker, definitely a pompous douche, is <laughs> can you separate art from artists? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a spectrum yeah, there. That's a there good is. question. Okay, so I do have to say that there is like this one scene in the movie The Abyss. Okay. okay. He filmed this with Ed Harris was the main actor on, on the movie. Um, and this kind of goes back to like kind of what you guys were saying. Like, is he just a pompous douche, or you know, what was it, film over filmmaker or pompous douche or pompous douche, whatever? Okay, so you guys, he made up the name. <laughs> no. Well, you guys just said something. Is what it reminded me of. Anyways, so there's a scene that he was shooting with Ed Harris where it's a completely underwater scene, and Ed Harris has to swim from one part of this like whatever the fuck they're at, like underwater station or whatever the hell it was. He has to swim from one part to the to the next part. Um, without any oxygen. He's supposed to take a break in the middle of the scene. There's supposed to be a, a, a an air valve hidden somewhere so that he can take a breath and keep going. James Cameron moved the air valve on Ed Harris without telling him so that he could get real fear on his face while he's filming him. Yeah. That's fucked up. Super See, fucked means up. You're a bad director. Yeah. You can't get that reaction from being a good director and you have to torture someone then you shouldn't be in charge of a fucking film You shouldn't set. be in charge, and that just ruins trust. And again, that is where, in production, I would say, hey, fuck no, this yeah. is not it's, safe. It's reminiscent of uh, um, Quentin Tarantino when he did that same thing. With Uma Thurman on the Thurman fucking Thurman. car. I remember that, like, that ruined me for such a long time, dude. It left such a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, it was such a I mean, horrible thing to watch. It's actually a lot of, I know, we're just tangential but uh it's the director of uh, the black swan tried to do the same thing pit, pitting the main actors against each other yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like you know we t- one of the things we said earlier is you know just because you can be a good filmmaker without being an asshole yeah, yeah. and i think ultimately that's can't jim cam's downfall for all of us jimmy cam you're a douche <laughs> jim jim you're a douche jimmy cam jimothy jimothy <laughs> hey jim you're a giant dude. Hey, Jim. Didn't appreciate that. Never again. Thank hey, you. Hey, Jim. Uh, can we edit I uh, think we don't really need all five avatars. Over the <laughs> but not the word douche. An actual picture <laughs> of a, a dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. Every version of it. This episode brought to you by Summer's Eve. <laughs> 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 <laughs>